Blog Talk Radio. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Neil Meyer, Ph.D. Neil is with the Union Institute and University. Thanks for joining us today, Neil. Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. Okay, before we go on, let me tell everyone what's going to be coming up next. On tomorrow's program, we're going to have Chris Adams, the CEO of Stepping Stones and the Stepping Stones Foundation. And he's going to be talking about the wonderful work here in Cincinnati that Stepping Stones has been able to do. And they are a partner with the Rotary Club in the operation of Camp Allen. Next week, we're going to have a surprise guest on the 25th. And on the 26th, we're going to have Eric Adams from Turnstile, a web development company. Some of you are involved in networking for growing your business. And I want to remind everyone that we're going to have a four-week networking program on Monday mornings starting January 7th. The investment for that is $199. It's going to be Sandler's Networking Works Program, and you're going to leave that with a methodology to stop making cold calls, to make your networking deliver more prospects and and referrals and introductions, to stop you from feeling uncomfortable in a networking situation, and to stop wasting time with people in networking who'll never buy. If you're tired that last year's prospecting methods don't work anymore, This might be a good program for you. Call our office at 753-9400 to find out how to register. For our Sandler clients, this is a reminder, the Client Summit has been renamed and repurposed as No Guts, No Gain. This will be in Orlando, Florida on February 14th and 15th at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa in Orlando which coincidentally is just across the street from Disney After Dark. Same place we were at last year. This will be the second conference. There will be separate tracks for salespeople and for management. This this will fill up before the January, in my opinion. There are only going to be about 700 seats available. Let's see. Here in Cincinnati, this month in October, October 24th, which is coming right up, we have a one-day cold call camp. If you do make cold calls as part of your job, You'll want to be at that. We'll teach people how to get past the gatekeeper, how to engage the prospect in a real conversation. If you get stuck in voicemail jail, how to get 70% or more of your voicemail messages returned, and how to make cold calling a productive activity. Neil, you've got an interesting background, both an academic background and a military background. You were a Marine? That's correct. I was. What's Still the am. 
I guess I guess you, you never stop being a Marine. Never stop. Okay. And what's the highest rank you reached in the Marine Corps? I became a Marine Lieutenant Colonel when I was in Vietnam as a platoon commander and then company commander with Charlie Company, 1st Battalion and 5th Marines. The, the colonel that commanded the battalion was one of the finest men I've ever met. And what I decided is I wanted to stay in the Marine Corps and become a battalion commander, just like he was. And so mm -hmm. before I got out, I got 1st Battalion and 3rd Marines out of Hawaii, uh, Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii. Somebody had to do it out there for three years. It was It was tough, but... Tough work. You win the guys on Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, well, tough duty station, Hawaii. I'm going to have to think real hard about that one, Neil. Uh, Neil, you're married, and you live in Vermont. I live in a little – now, this is going to come as a bit of a surprise. I live in a town called Georgia, Vermont. That's so oh, that's where the accent comes from. <laughs> I got it. it. It's so small, it, it doesn't even have a, a stoplight. And two people at the stop sign is a traffic jam, so it's pretty small. Yeah, that's that's good. I've I've done some work up in the Martin, New Hampshire area over the years. It's a beautiful place. Of course, I had to learn how to say flat A's in Boston. <laughs> By the way, it's a fun area. Right now, your job at Union Institute and University is where you're a PhD is. Military recruiting? That's correct. I, I am the director of Veterans and Military Affairs for the university. My primary role is to recruit veterans and military, and then once they're in the university, to ensure that they get all the benefits that they deserve from their service. And we do a, a really good job at that. We've got a very dedicated crew of people that uh, ensure that uh, their GI Bill benefits or the scholarships that we provide personally, uh, the university provides, mm -hmm. uh, they get them. Okay, and you're a graduate of Virginia Polytechnic Institute and University uh, with a Master's of Arts and Engineering degree. Okay, <laughs> not engineering, American history. And, American uh, history. Okay. American. Uh, I went there because uh, probably one of the best Civil War historians in America, a guy named James I. Robertson, um, teaches there, and I went there to learn from him, and it was a great experience. Good. In your background, uh, you were with uh, LCI. I was. A company that I once was a competitor for, or competed with. Uh, and, and when you were at LCI, you were a trainer? I was a trainer. I, uh, they had started a, um, a concept with customer service where they wanted to ratchet up their, their the amount of customer service they could give. And um, I found a very unique thing going on that, some of my customer service reps were actually uh, making um, sales calls. And what was happening is a customer would call in and would go, you know, I've got this complaint and this complaint and this complaint. And these say, these um, customer service reps would go, well, of course you have those problems. You've got the wrong package. Let me get you the right package. Hmm. And so over a period of a year, we increased sales from people that were complaining, from 18000 a month to over 108000 a month. We were one of the biggest revenue streams uh, for the universe, uh, for the uh, LCI. Boy, I wish Cable and Wireless would have done that for me. <laughs> uh, it's funny. When I was there, they, they hired an ex-Army drill sergeant <laughs> to be the head of customer service. I don't remember his last name, but his first name was Zeke. 
which was appropriate. And I think he lasted six weeks before me and some of the other managers got him out of there because he did not have a customer service mentality. Okay. You, you, when you went, you worked at the military, Marine Military Academy? I did. I was the I was the dean of academics at the academy, and and uh, if you're not familiar with the academy, it's a um, it's a college preparatory school in Harlingen, Texas, and it's right down on the border with uh, uh, above uh, Matamoros, and it's subtropical America. We had about 660 uh, boys there, and um, it was uh, it, it was a wonderful experience. These these boys. Um, were very bright, but when they hit puberty, they kind of haired out. They completely lost discipline. Their parents couldn't control them, so they sent them to us. And within a matter of six months, we had turned them around, got on the right track. Every year they stayed with us. They increased their GPA one letter grade. And um, as I mentioned to you earlier today, we sent more boys to the United States Naval Academy than any other high school in the country. Hmm, that, that's really great. And uh, you had students from 23 different countries when you were there? We did. And How does that happen? Well, um, because their parents are um, want them to have the kind of education that we could provide. And the most interesting boys we had come to visit us, uh, go to school there, were from China, communist China. Wow. And as I mentioned to you, um, one of the things that we did was we got these boys into the United States Naval Academy. And you may not know this, but foreigners can attend the Naval Academy. And so when the – I know. And so when these – That seems to be a security that, reach. <laughs> well, that, that wasn't the part we worried about. The part we worried about was making sure that our students got exactly what they deserved. And so after they had been with us three years – these young men rated to go to the Naval Academy. They got the appointment. They got presidential appointments. And um, they went back to their country as uh, a- after having graduated from the Naval Academy. Well, that's great. And uh, before that, you were uh, in the Marine Corps, and you managed recruitment over there? I, I did a number of things in the Marine Corps. Um, I did recruitment. Um, I was the... Uh, regional marine officer for Africa that took care of all the security in the American embassies in Africa. I spent four years as a, um education officer at the Marines uh, Amphibious Warfare School, developed a program that took Marine officers out of the classroom and put them in the Shenandoah Valley or at Gettysburg or at Antietam or at Chancellorsville so they could learn the history of their country, but at the same time, they would fight a, a modern battle over the same same ground. Interesting. Interesting. And you joined the Union Institute and University back in 2002, about 10 years ago. Well, I came on as an employee in 2002, March of 2002, mm-hmm. but I started with Union in 1999 as a student and uh, took me a couple of couple of years to get my uh, PhD, uh, mm-hmm. almost three. And um, then once that occurred, I became an employee. They wanted me to be the executive assistant to the president. And also, uh, they were very interested in my uh, dissertation, which was how to market higher education. Okay, that's that's good. Uh, before we go there, let me ask you this question. 
because uh, I've always known Union Institute is just Union Institute and and university. Has, has something changed over there in the last uh, fifteen years? Well, yes, we um. We found it difficult to explain ourselves as an institute. Institutes normally, you know, like um, the, the Georgia Institute of Technology, Georgia Tech, or uh, it, it, it gave a different view. So what we did was we added and university, which sets us up in a number of ways. Uh, it makes it easier to work with the government. They recognize that. Uh, the the military recognizes that. So we did that I believe in 2002 or 2003. So was that more than branding because here at, at Sandler we used to be the Sandler Sales Institute and then about five years ago with uh, a new CEO we changed the name to Sandler Training to fully represent that we did sales, sales management, negotiating, customer service, as well as strategic consulting. So the name change was really important. Well, in answer to your question, it was a part of branding, which we definitely needed to do. Most people have not heard of us uh, because we do most of our uh, recruiting face-to-face, and um, then we uh, do the rest of it, uh, very little media, but we get referrals from our our current students. Good. Neil, we're going to be uh, right back. We're going to take a short commercial break. Support comes from Union Institute and University, offering an accredited online Master of Education program that embeds national board standards and focuses on social responsibility. You can earn your degree in 12 months, and GREs are not required. The next cohort begins in August. Information at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. Support comes from Union Institute and University's Master of Arts program, where you can study writing, literature, health, history, leadership, and more. This online accredited program is designed for busy adults. GREs not required and part-time options available. Bookworms and history buffs welcome. More at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Neil Meyer. Uh, Let's talk about that university part. Was there any accreditation or hurdles that Union had come through to add that to their name. Uh, not accreditation hurdles. We have been. Um, we started. We started the university in 1964. We'll be having our 50th anniversary in uh, 2014. We were the original university without walls, and we started the accreditation process in 70 in 1973. If my memory serves me correct, I am 66, so the memory you know is a little shaky. And by 1983, we had been accredited by the North Central Association, the Higher Learning Commission, North Central Association, and we've been in continuous accreditation ever since. And what the the, the important thing about accreditation is, it means the credits from our uh, baccalaureate and master's programs and, and our doctoral programs, if, if they choose, they can be transferred uh, to any other university uh, that accepts them in accordance with the rules of their student guidebook, you know, they sometimes they'll only take six credits, or sometimes they'll take twelve at the at the master's and doctoral level. At the baccalaureate level, they generally take most all. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is that the same accreditation uh, body that UC would use, or is it a different? That's correct. So some of these other colleges, uh, like I'm going to pick on Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, I my understanding was their credits uh, are not 
fully accredited and can't be moved around. Am I wrong about that? You know, I, I might not have the right school when I, I said that. I think Indiana Wesleyan um, is accredited by North Central, so mm-hmm. we would we would accept their credits, and they would be required to accept ours. There are some. Um, not for profit. I mean, for profit universities in um, Ohio that are not accredited, and we sometimes have a problem with uh, accepting credits from those students. Is that because the accreditation association says you can't accept? That's credit? correct. I see. So if I had gone to one of those for profit schools, and that's not accredited on a two year degree, I want to make right. it a four year degree. Some of the credits that I paid for would not carry over. That's correct. Okay, that, that, that's important. And the, the other thing that's important in a, a, a post-secondary education, uh, private college like like you guys are, is the percentage of people that actually complete the course, as opposed to those who just pay the tuition that's, and graduate. That's very important. Now. As, as I mentioned to you earlier, most of our students come to us already employed. And so they are looking to complete their bachelor's degree so they can get promoted in their job. Or they're looking to get a master's or a doctoral degree for promotion in their job. So we do, we've got a very low um, attrition rate in our doctoral program, probably less than 15%. We've got a low attrition rate in our master's program, probably less than 15%. And we've got a low attrition rate in our bachelor's program, you know, probably less than 20%. So what that means is is that most of the students who start with us finish with us. Right. And because they're employed, the percentage of students who, when they complete their education, uh, become gamefully employed must be exceptionally high. We we do, uh, and the only statistic I can give you on that is in our our PhD program, and the statistics that we've compiled year after year after year show that a person who completes their PhD with us generally doubles their income within a year. That's not bad. Yeah. I, and this economy is actually pretty great. Yeah, let me let me rephrase that. Half uh, that's for half. Mm-hmm. Half double their income within a year. So what happens to the other half? Well, I imagine they continue doing the the same job that they have, uh, but you know, with with a promotion. But well, promotions aren't bad either. No. Yeah, I, as a young man, I went to uh, graduate school to get a an MBA while I was in the computer business, and. I discovered the two were mutually exclusive. <laughs> Couldn't learn the computer business and finish the MBA at the same time. So one had to one had to be given up for a while. Uh, what makes the Union Institute and University truly unique, Neil? Well, there are two things that that immediately come to mind. One is we're not for profit, which means that we don't have any. Uh, Stockholders. No shareholders. No shareholders at all. And so what what we do is we look at our students as our shareholders. And so we're really beholden to them, and we work real hard to hold on to them. How many students does Union have right now? About 2,200 nationwide. Nationwide. Uh-huh. How many actually are here in the in the city? You have one campus now. We have one campus in um, Cincinnati and one in Col- and uh, a center in Columbus. So. 
We've got, we serve our doctoral programs from Cincinnati. We serve a Bachelor of Science program uh, from Cincinnati. We're going to start serving our masters online from Cincinnati, and we're going to also start serving our masters in counseling psychology. So rough ballpark figures may be a total of 500 by uh, the first of the year. Mm -hmm. And you have a a second uh, center in Columbus, Ohio. We do, and then we've got um, a center. What part of Columbus is that that in? It's... um, it's by Columbus State. In fact, I think it works out of Columbus State. OSU? Ohio State University? And, and the community college. Oh, the community college. Yeah. We we partnered with the community college to – they have a um, a program in sports management. Mm-hmm. So we partnered with them to uh, grant a BS in leadership with a concentration in sports management. Mm-hmm. And that's what – Happens there, but we also have centers in Sacramento, Los Angeles, North Miami Beach, and Brattleboro, Vermont. So, it sounds like most of your students are actually doing uh, learning remotely via the web. Yes, <laughs> that's you know I have to think about that because uh, I, we've got some really good programs in California for for um, and and here. On criminal justice management, mm-hmm. we've got about 300 police officers that are taking our criminal justice management program in California. But they attend a brief residency and then do the rest online. That's interesting. Sandler's just introducing a strong online system from Cornerstone, uh, their learning management system. And we're going to be doing uh, sales and sales management accreditation uh, certification. Uh, at at least three levels in each one of the two categories. We've made that available to to our clients. Uh, Has Union Institute and University made all of your courses available uh, over the web? No. Um, Some of our courses require brief residency. We've got an outstanding master's in counseling and psychology, and but you've got to attend four days in either Brattleboro, Vermont, or Cincinnati, a term, four days a term, and you can graduate in 18 months. And the nice thing about the program is, is that 97% of the people who sit for certification pass the test the first time. Mm-hmm. We also have three doctoral programs uh, that are brief residency, seven days, twice a year, um, in Cincinnati for uh, the Ph.D. and the Ed.D., and then seven days, twice a year, uh, plus some other uh, uh, requirements for our uh, Doctor of Psychology program out of Brattleboro or Cincinnati. So what is a, a an undergraduate going to pay per year uh, for... Uh, a soft, uh, a fresh, a junior or a senior year in college. That's a that's a great question because what we do, our strength is helping adults finish their bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. and then if they've already got a bachelor's degree, we help them with a master's or a doctoral degree. Now, if that person is in the military, active duty military, the cost of them would be almost 
nothing. They would pay for their books. And what, what our president done, our president is a great patriot, and and he went and um, reduced the price of tuition to $250 a credit hour for active duty, guard, and reserve. And the services will pay, will reimburse the serviceman, the guardsman, the reservesman, uh, they'll they'll pay them $250 a credit hour. So that means that they can get their bachelor's degree virtually without cost. They have to pay for their books. We also have the same thing for their spouses, $350 a credit hour. Well, that's virtually unheard of in today's marketplace. It's, it, is, uh, it is the way they should be treated. And in addition, we accept the GI Bill for those that have um, I want to get a master's or a, or a doctoral degree. And because we're what's known as a yellow ribbon school, in other words, the the VA pays half of the the cost, and we pay the other half of the cost. It means that the GI can get a, a doctoral degree at no cost except for travel. Wow, that's a phenomenal special for our military pe- folks. It really is. We've just had um, one of our students finish, a guy named Eric uh, Hanner, and Eric is. Uh, uh, works in Washington, D.C. on the uh, House Armed Services Committee. He's a senior staffer. He's a former Marine and a great guy. And it was the program that he needed to uh, to advance. Well, that's great. That's great. Now, for a part of your question, for the student who does not have uh, military benefits, mm-hmm. the cost is going to be $874 a credit hour. And we have scholarships, and we also have federal financial aid that helps them with that. If they happen to be a veteran, don't have any other benefits, we've got a $3,000 scholarship for them and their spouse. That explains why one of my employees a few years ago went to Union Institute, because she was an Army veteran. Outstanding. I'm sure we took good care of her. I hope we did. Yeah, I think you did. We're going to take a, another short break here, Neil. We're going to be back after uh, these words. Support comes from Union Institute and University, offering an accredited online Master of Education program that embeds national board standards and focuses on social responsibility. You can earn your degree in 12 months, and GREs are not required. The next cohort begins in August. Information at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. 
Support comes from Union Institute and University's Master of Arts program, where you can study writing, literature, health, history, leadership, and more. This online accredited program is designed for busy adults. GREs not required and part-time options available. Bookworms and history buffs welcome. More at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Neil Meyer. Neil, when you look at the education climate out here in America today, what do you see? Is it what are the possibilities and the opportunities for a school like Union Institute and University? Well, I think the possibilities are limitless. We have a we have a great product. We also tie into our product a concept of uh, social relevance. It's in our mission statement. So we want our student to not just uh, get a degree. We want them to go out and do something that's going to make America, make the world, make their hometown a better place. We, again, you know, I'm 66, I'm working on the memory, but I think we've got uh, 23 college presidents that are union graduates. We've got over 1,100 um, uh, college administrators and faculty that are union graduates. I don't know how many police officers have graduated from our programs in California and Florida and uh, Columbus and, and Cincinnati. So um, we want people to go out and do something. And educators, teachers, my guess would be the Florida Center and the Vermont Center have graduated hundreds of teachers and put them out in, the, uh, out in Vermont and, and Florida. We certainly need a lot of good teachers. We do. Why Vermont? Well, that's now that's a good question. We in 2001 we bought Vermont College, which was a small New England residential uh, college, and uh, that had a baccalaureate program and a couple of master's programs, and that's how we got to Vermont. We have subsequently sold it to a um, an organization that wanted to turn it into. Um, a graduate program in the fine arts, uh, Vermont College of the Fine Arts. So we still have the baccalaureate program, but they took the master's and the campus. And we have gone to uh, total lease or or rent of buildings and do not own physical property. Well, that could be handy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think the obstacles are for for the university? The primary obstacle for the university is we are not-for-profit, and so consequently, we do not have a lot of money to put into marketing. And the, we need to market more to grow the school. We should be a school of, of 3,000, but we're not because we have a very low marketing budget, and most people haven't seen marketing locally for Union. Uh, there is some. But most people haven't seen it because we just don't have enough money to get out there. So that's that's the biggest challenge to us. Not the quality of the program, not the quality of the faculty, not the dedication of the of the employees and the leadership at the university. Those aren't the problem. The problem is uh getting enrollment, building endowment, using it correctly and marketing. Yeah, that's that's interesting you say that. Because I must have been in Cincinnati ten years before I knew there was such a thing as the Union Institute, and the first time I, I drove by the place, the fellow I was with said, "I think that was the old Gruen Watch Factory." Right. Correct. I said, "It's a nice looking building." <laughs> I, 
I, in fact, I had an office when I was the executive assistant to the president. I had an office in the tower that um, was right at um, the, the highest place in the building. And I'm in my office one day, and we gave tours of the building. And the tour came through, and a guy walks in the office and said, this used to be my office back during uh, World War II. And I said, really? He said, yeah, we made um, fuses for bombs in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good thing there weren't any leftovers floating around. Let's hope not. Okay. So right now, when you're talking to... uh, either ex-military officers or people who are still in the service, uh, what are they looking for from a school like Union? Well, first of all, they're looking for quality education. They they know that they can get a degree Mm -hmm. by going to a a for-profit, but they're looking for quality education that they can apply. And they're getting really wise. You know, I've talked to... Thousands of them in the last years I've done outreach events, over over 50 outreach events. Um, and they want to know how they're, what they're going to learn can directly apply to what they're going to do, not just now, but when they get out of the service. Because as we know, GIs just have a certain shelf life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're real blunt with them. I'm real blunt with them. And I say, look, you may be in for four, you may be in for 20, you may be in for 30 the day you leave the service, you're going to feel a big sucking vacuum because you've been giving yourself to something larger than you are. You've been giving yourself to your country. You've been giving yourself to uh, uh, taking care of your service. And when you leave service, that's not going to be there. And so you've got to find something to fill that vacuum. And so I recommend things like criminal justice, emergency services management, business administration so they can go be the CEO of a not-for-profit. Uh, we've got an excellent uh, leadership, uh, public policy administration program. So those kind of things that they help certainly need Nonprofits certainly need good leaders. They do. I've seen that uh, too many times. Uh, let me ask you a, uh, a strange question, Neil. And maybe this isn't your area of expertise, and it's okay to tell me so. Uh, on the Internet, what is uh, Union Institute and University doing to attract new students? That is a good question. We have just completely redesigned our website to be more attractive uh, to students. We also uh, use Facebook and Google Ads so that... Um, when you say Google Ads, you mean pay-per-click? Pay-per-click, right. And same thing Facebook ads. You know, the the ad, you're on Facebook and an ad pops over here, right, over right. here for a university. Well, if you were a veteran... Military, guardsmen, uh, it was a great possibility that ad would be ours because <laughs> okay. I, I developed those things. Okay, so you're actually doing some tracking and, and relevancy for the ads. Correct. That, that That's really good. And are you tracking the effectiveness of your Internet campaign? Well, what we've done is we've uh, encouraged our enrollment counselors Every time someone calls, every time someone goes online to get in contact with the person, find out how they came to Union. And that's the most important information we have. We also, in some of our advertisements, uh, insert uh, discrete URLs so that when... You can track them. We can track them. Right? 
so in your uh, uh, your experience, how quickly do you have to respond to a inquiry from the web? Immediately. Immediately. And if if uh, it comes in, well, we should respond within at least four hours. So if it comes in at seven o'clock tonight. You have someone on duty to make the response in five minutes. We do not. Well, oh. well now, send them to California. Sometimes we, yeah, well, we've thought about that. Sometimes we do have people on duty because we do have people that work uh, late. But I can't guarantee that tonight there'd be somebody on watch to take that call. But they get they get to it in the morning, first we, rattle out of the box. We've seen some uh, some surveys that say uh, internet responses have a half-life of kind of like uranium. Right. But the half-life is like five minutes. So you don't make that that response to the inquiry in five minutes. Probably when they're still on your website, uh, you're making a mistake. And if you make the response eight hours or 24 hours later, they've probably already clicked three other people that are in response to your uh, term in the Google search. That's what we found. We found exactly that. So we do try to get to them as quickly as possible. Yeah, in our world here at Sandler, we don't try. We either do or do not. I Okay, gotcha. so it was a great idea. Yeah. Put someone on ca- in your California campus to cover the three hours from the East Coast so you can cover at least till 10 p.m. or something. We can do that. That makes a lot of sense. We had a uh, printing press roller company as a client, and we kept a one salesman on, on duty the entire second shift because they sold product all over the world. Outstanding. Made money during the second shift. He wasn't the best salesman they had, but for the calls that happened after five Eastern time, he was on on duty. There was someone to handle it and there was a way to, to take that business because you, you don't want it to go to someone else, the next lower person on the, on the website uh, search. Uh, you're talking, Neil, mainly to uh, military people about coming to the Union Institute. Are there any other uh, colleges or universities that have a same kind of a sweet financial deal for uh, military officers, or as your research said, that Union Institute and university had the best deal? Well, I wish I could say that uh, we had the best deal. Uh, we are, we go head to head with um, lots of colleges, and many of them have more students uh, than than we do. But with with the deal that we've got, um, it it really helps the veterans. And when I go to out to an expo, uh, let's say a, a career a career fair, I'm, I'm I'm going to one in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, next week. There'll be mm, 400 uh, businesses there, of which maybe 50 will be universities. And they're looking for the student. Uh, the other ones are looking for employees. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a very competitive uh, environment. And, you know, you've got, to, you've got to work hard to get the leads' attention. And, and my colleagues and I, we work real hard at that. We... We brought in over 400 leads in the last uh, the last year. So, if you brought in 400 leads, being a, a sales training guy, what what percentage of close did you have? Well, it's really hard to tell because uh, we've got um, 
Either they enrolled or they didn't enroll. Well, again, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to say. Uh, we know that we started on uh, July first, two thousand eleven, with seventeen people on uh, veterans and military benefits. That's all. Uh, today we've got over one hundred and sixty. So that's the statistic that we're we're working with, and that's from a, a number of different programs. Uh, direct leads. Uh, in all honesty, we've been having a problem. Uh, we call it matriculating, matriculating the lead, uh, mm-hmm. converting they, the lead. They have to enroll. They have to enroll, and that's the conversion. So we're probably of those 400, we're probably directly less than 10 right now. But we we knew that going in because it's a slow build process. Well, that's a sales process. We right. invite you to take a look at the sale process to make sure that you get uh, convert from a lead to a pro- legitimate prospect, to a matriculated student. As I've been sitting here listening to you and listening to your commercials, which I've been doing, I've been thinking exactly the same thing. And when I visit with my boss tomorrow, I'm going to mention that. Sure. And uh, Sandler all over the country has trained a few colleges here and there. Uh, what we're going to do is take a, uh, a short break here, Neil. Support comes from Union Institute and University, offering an accredited online Master of Education program that embeds national board standards and focuses on social responsibility. You can earn your degree in 12 months, and GREs are not required. The next cohort begins in August. Information at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training, finding power and reinforcement. Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. Support comes from Union Institute and University's Master of Arts program, where you can study writing, literature, health, history, leadership, and more. This online accredited program is designed for busy adults. GREs not required and part-time options available. Bookworms and history buffs welcome. More at myunion.edu. Union Institute and University, transforming lives and communities since 1964. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Neil Meyer of the Union Institute and University. Neil, I'm going to ask you a different question. Uh... We have a theory of operation here that I developed in my business life in uh, both the Fortune 1000 world and in my own companies, that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need a complex solution. Perhaps in in your experience uh, at Union, you can think of a complex problem you solved with a complex solution that might be applicable to someone in another business. Well, for us, the complex problem has been enrollment. How do we increase enrollment? And as you say, there there are no easy answers to that. And what we did is we had to take a multi-phased approach. Uh, And the approach we took was, how do we use our alumni? So we went back to the, quote, the old customer, and we got referrals from the old customer. We did some, some media, selected, targeted uh, media. We have a, a, a great doctoral program in psychology and, and a, a great master's program in psychology. So we target a magazine like Psychology Today. Uh, and so we did some targeted marketing. 
And then we carefully selected where we were going to do our outreach events. So we weren't sending a doctoral recruiter to a event where there were only going to be people looking for a Bachelor of Science or a Bachelor of Arts. And it's a multi it's a multi uh, phased approach, uh, and it's it's complex. It's multi ball juggling, and and you know occasionally we drop one, but for the most part we we keep them in the air. Do you have a uh, relationship with the military? So uh, they give you lists of people who are going to be exiting the military. Actually, they can't do that, um, that because that would be discriminatory toward other colleges and universities. So what they what we do is uh, they have education fairs on the major posts and stations, major bases. And we've been targeting those education fairs, and that is showing us a little more, a little more success than just showing showing up a career fair where people are coming looking for a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the military is is very cautious uh, because they know that they're uh, that, that the people looking for education have been burned. They've seen some universities with really high attrition rates. Among veterans and military, so they get the churn, they get the the original uh, financial aid or the GI Bill, and then the student doesn't graduate. So, is there a, a rating that students could see that says that you go to uh, this school and 64% of the students who start graduate, and you go to that school, it's only 51. You go to this other school, it's uh, 77%. Uh, is there any rating like that that a student could find? The student can find that. It's not easy to do. Uh, really? But basically, they get it from their base education officer, uh, and that that's a real assistance uh, to them. But it's uh, the department of um, all schools are required to report their uh, uh, attrition rate and retention rate to the Department of Education. Mm-hmm. So uh, they can go to the Department of Education and get that, but... But there's no easy... So we can't go online and say to Google, uh, give me the graduation rate for uh, University of Cincinnati and Union Institute and College, Union Institute and University. You can, but uh, the answers might not be what you wanted because of the way that it, uh, the way that it's tracked. For instance, veterans and military... Mm-hmm. Uh, if if we have a veteran, uh, if we have military, active duty military that gets deployed and they're out of the university for two terms, they they count against our attrition rate, even if they come back to us and finish their degree. Three years later, they're back in the States. They're still in the military and they finish their degree. Right. They count as an attrition. They count it as an attrition, right, when they were gone. Right. Hmm. So it's 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 complex. But you can get that answer uh, from the University of Phoenix. Uh, you can get it from the University of uh, Cincinnati. You can get it from us. But it it, it may be comparing apples and oranges. Hmm. So maybe you can tell uh, our listeners, some of whom might be interested in continuing their education up through the Ph.D. level, what uh, is the method that they should use to select their next college or university? Well, I'd love to say come to Union Institute and University. We're not for everyone. Uh, We're www.myunion.edu. 
www.ebrookshire.edu. Our skill, our strength, our real strength is helping adults finish their bachelor's degree. And then we have master's and doctoral degrees. But for the, for the person looking for a school, my advice would be look for a not-for-profit because the not-for-profits don't have stockholders. Look for one that's regionally accredited, not nationally accredited, but regionally accredited because those those credits will transfer. Why? Why wouldn't want someone say, I want national accreditation? What's uh, the difference? Well, national accreditation is like for technical schools and... and uh, um, I'm trying to think like uh, ITT was a technical school. ITT was a technical school. The Boers. DeVry. DeVry, right. New England Culinary Institute. Those uh, DeVry now does have regional accreditation in some of its programs. Some some don't. But the the reason the student wants that region that school that's regionally accredited is because those uh, credits will transfer. And most colleges and universities will take uh, up to 70 transfer credits. We take 70 transfer credits. So uh, in, our, in, our, in our bachelor arts program, we take uh, more than that in our, our so bachelor's. So if a student went to here in Cincinnati, Cincinnati State, for two years in the culinary program and got a degree, uh, with whatever number of credits it was, and that, that student wanted to continue on to get a bachelor's degree, you guys would take most, if not all, of their credit hours. Uh, we would t- we would take the credit hours that would apply directly to the program they were interested in. Now we don't have a culinary degree, but let's say they they took criminal justice management right. or criminal justice. That's one they have, criminal justice. Right. So yeah, those would transfer because you have a program in criminal justice and you have that's correct a yardstick to measure it against. That's correct. And and so the important thing is for your listener that's interested in going back to school. Completing a bachelor's degree or a master or getting a master's or doctor. Find that school that's regionally accredited. Number one, it assure it helps assure quality. And number two, it helps you not to waste your money buying credits or working for credits that you can't use anyplace else. Mm-hmm. I've heard that about some of the poor for profit schools that people took courses that and got the even got degrees that right. weren't worth the paper they were printed on. Because employers wouldn't take them as a real college. That happens. That does happen. We we've heard some real uh, sad stories about that. Mm-hmm. And how does a uh, prospective student protect themselves against that? Well, the student it's a caveat emptor in the education world. So the student really has to be educated. And when they're beginning to look at a college university, number one. Ask what the attrition rate is in the program they're interested in. And I tell the veterans and military, if the person you're working with won't tell you what the attrition rate is, do an about-face and walk away. Because they know what the attrition rate is, and they know it's going to scare you. So you don't, you don't want to be a part of that college or university. They, and they've got to be aware, they've got to be aware of that. Number, what is a good attrition rate? Well, in my opinion, a good attrition... If seventy percent of your students from uh, in the baccalaureate program are graduating, seventy percent are graduating. That's a great rate. Uh, if eighty uh, percent of your people in a master's program are graduating, again, that's a good rate. You know, life gets in the way of adult students, mm-hmm. and it's the same if eighty percent of the people in a PhD program 
are graduating. That again is a good that again is a good statistic. Well, the distance learning component that the school has makes it better for the adult learner. The working adult, right. The working adult who doesn't have time on a Tuesday afternoon at four o'clock or six o'clock to turn up to class because of a a, a local emergency at work. Right. Absolutely. And and as I as I tell um the folks time and time again that I talk to, you're gonna do a brief residency in our PhD programs and then you're gonna do the rest online. Work hard in the in the program's three years long. Work hard in the three years. Develop your dissertation while you're in the program. You're going to be writing these papers. Make them chapters of your dissertation. And three years from now, you graduate, you've got your dissertation done, and and you uh, can uh, be awarded your uh, your degree. So it takes about three years. About three years. Mm-hmm. What's the longest that you know of anyone took to, uh, to go through and get the degree? Uh, in the program we're in right now, they can only stay in... Um, seven years maximum. Five years is what we 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 really start getting concerned about, and then I think seven years is the is the maximum. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we when you're dealing with the the military guys, what what do you think their completion rates are? They are they higher than the general population. They are. They are. Why? Uh, one, I, I think you're dealing with a, a person that's disciplined motivated, knows they've got a shelf life. Mm-hmm. They can't keep, you know, uh, getting that money from, uh, getting that paycheck from Uncle, Uncle Sam forever. They've got to figure out what they want to do. So they're they're motivated toward completion. Mm-hmm. And most of them do? Most of them do. I think our attrition rate in uh, veterans and military in our California programs now these are police officers that are taking this mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement, business administration, business management. We've got the arts. We've got uh, 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 psychology, education, uh, creative writing. Uh, we've got leadership, uh, maternal child health, social work here in town. Oh, that is a leadership. It, you know, surprisingly enough, the military stay away from that, and they'll look you right in the eye and go. They go with uh, business management, business leadership, or we've got a an excellent program in public policy and administration mm-hmm. for the who wants to go out and go work uh, at a, at a city manager level, government a, agency, sure. government agency, yeah. Those are great programs. But we we work real hard at that. What is the newest program that Union Institute and University has added? Mm, that's a good question, and I think it is maternal child health and lactation counseling. And you look at me and go, what is that all about? Well, this is for the person who is going to counsel and coach those uh, new moms about um, lactation and breast and breastfeeding. And it's a it's it, it is a growing growing field. We've also added um, social work in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, and as I mentioned, we're bringing the Masters in Counseling and Psychology to Cincinnati. And we expect to see uh, great, great gains in, uh, in. So, if someone was military and thinking of starting just pouring concrete, right? But they wanted to have a college degree, a four-year degree, but they had two-year 
undergrad degree, which program would you recommend that they look at? I'd recommend business management uh, or maybe a second look at uh, business administration. Business administration is second. Business management is um, is concept heavy and, and doesn't have all the math that business administrations. Good. Yeah, we've just about uh, run out of time. I'm going to be. Uh, I thank you for for joining us here today. A pleasure. And I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, the uh, newest Sandler book, The Eleventh Sandler Insights. Thank you for uh, for joining us here today. Any last comments? It's been a real pleasure, and uh, just remember www.myunion.edu. Great, Neil. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Why don't you take it away? Thanks for Thanks listening. For, if you have, if you have questions, questions or comments, com- contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.